So again, a massive thank you to um, our church for the generosity, for those who've been giving to the Relief Fund. The stuff that's arrived at Begs over the last couple of weeks has just been uh, mind-blowing. But just tell us a little bit, um, I had... Um, I don't know if privilege is the right word, but I had the opportunity to walk through the community with you two Thursdays ago, and um, sometimes you just don't know until you actually see what's going on, and uh, just tell us a little bit about what's happened in the two communities that we work into there. Good morning, everybody. Um, the devastation in, in Dazen Hook and Jalim Yama and those surrounding areas, it's just, um, uh, it's hard to, to get your mind around it. Um, many homes were lost, many lives were lost, um, road, roads damaged, and it's just too much to try. And um, I think, like you're saying, Scott, you have to, to come down there to, and see what's like to understand, but um, just so much damage. So um, there really is just um, heartbreaking damage out there. And just as you kind of help one, you realize there's more help that's needed. Um, but just tell us a little bit about the help that we've been able to, and particularly you guys on the ground, have been able to do. Like, like, I, like I just said, when you, when you go to homes or to places where people are staying, many people are staying in one of the, in, in the churches around in community there, and some are staying in community halls. Um, if you go there, you just see the need is, is just too big. But I, I am so overwhelmed by the help and the donation and the, uh, all that the Open Skies Church have done. Um, I'm proud of our church. Uh, many people have received help. Um, I, I think more than enough help. Uh, and, and when we walked the first time, it's like, it was like it's impossible to even start. But uh, to see people um, going to bed every time with food in their tummies, they have clothes, they have blankets, they have mattresses, they have gases, and all the other things, extra things that um, there's too many to mention. It's amazing. amazing. Thank you so much, Church. So strategically what we've done is we're able, our church has been able to serve 120 people in two different community halls. Yeah. In fact, we've now just increased that to yeah. another community hall that we'll be working into. And so every single day, two meals a day, clothes have gone out, sanitary products. Um, uh, there's obviously clothing and mattresses and bedding. Yeah. And then there's been a whole bunch of like, uh, they, it's, it's the, they've kind of termed it RDP, um, independent dispersed people, I think it is, or displaced people, yeah. and they've moved either into community halls or they've gone into their next door neighbor's home, um, and so then we've had a whole bunch of food packs. I think there's literally been hundreds and hundreds of food packs that have been delivered to individual homes. There's been waters. There's been, it just has been yeah. mind-blowing, yeah. so well done to you guys, and you, maybe just share like the gratitude that some of the people are sharing back to you, um, yeah, just when we're able to help. Yeah, you know, um, like I just mentioned that many lives were lost. There's, um, there's a family that lost seven kids. Um, the house collapsed and um, the three siblings were together. So when it started raining, they ran into this one room. Uh, it's a brick, brick, uh, brick house. So they thought it was a stronger room to run into. And that house collapsed. The three siblings survived, but all their kids passed away. And um, they, they have, it till now, until now, they've only found one child out of the, out of the eight. So... So when, when we walk in, into the first, you don't even know what to say. But um, the, the fact that there's people like us that come and maybe sit there, no words said, um, it's, it's so encouraging people. And the people that are living in halls, they are so grateful that even though they've lost everything, 
They, they just survived with the clothes they were wearing. So to have now clothes to change and food, they are so grateful. And the leaders and people that are looking after those people are so, are so grateful for the help that you're bringing. So thank you. It's awesome, man. We shared a message not so long ago about being the church and an inconvenient truth, which was basically when people are naked, clothe them. When they're hungry, feed them. And I just want to say a huge shout out to our church because yeah. we're yeah. literally being the church that I believe when Jesus hung on a cross, he thought if this could happen, we could see a different um, yeah, a different story. And so thank you. And Biggs, thank you. Um, really, this guy and his team have been working so hard. And uh, I actually phoned him this week to say, you know, do you still feel comfortable to preach because of the capacity that's on your shoulders? Um, but he said yes. So over to you, Skorks, and just uh, take you. us thank away. So and come on, let's just thank Biggs for everything that he's doing. All right, good morning, everyone. How are you Open Skies doing? Oh, this church don't speak back. I feel like I'm gonna be talking alone here. How are you guys doing this morning? I would love to pray, and then we're gonna go straight into the word. Let's pray together. Jesus, I thank you that this is your church. These are your people. I thank you, God, for the love that you have for each and every one of them. I'm asking, Father, that you will speak to every single person in this room. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Are you ready for the word today? Um, before I preach, I'd like to honor the leaders of this church, Hilton and Jean. I know they're not here, but uh, I'm grateful for uh, that they would ask me to, to, obviously, to preach. Colin and Tony, thank you for all that you guys do. Uh, honor the founding pastors, Roger and Yvonne, they're not here as well. I see, I see Fiona here. And all the leaders, of the, uh, leaders in this church, we, I'm grateful for all that you do, and I'm grateful for the opportunity to preach. Um, those that don't know me, my name is Peke Masigane. Uh, like Colin said, we have a privilege of leading the campus at Open Skies Kiva, me and my wife. We are... Um, and the teams that are there. We are far from perfection. Uh, one of, the, one of the, um, the greatest thing that I've ever done is, is getting married. <laughs> I'm grateful that I'm married to one beautiful wife. We have, we have, uh, we have two kids, three and six, and, uh, and then we went to the doctors to make sure that no, no third child come. <laughs> so we are good. <laughs> um, we have a privilege of being at Inganeami and... Um, and, and, and live there and work there. It's a privilege for, for myself and for, my, and for my family as well. Uh, like I'm saying, I'm grateful that I'm married. I want to tell you a story. Have you heard of the African saying? I don't know if it's an African saying. They say, um, it, takes a, it takes a village to? I'm asking you to speak back, please. It takes a village to? So when I was getting married, uh, when we were getting married, me and Z, we invited 250 people to our wedding. And 550 showed up. <laughs> it's an African thing. It happens. I remember because I, I, had, I, I, I received a lot of help from my white friends. So they started panicking. You know how you guys plan. You know, when you plan, you're like, you're like how many people coming? So there's, there's 14 people coming? Okay. Then you set up 14. Then after you've set up for 14 people, then 60 people shows up. I saw people panicking. I never knew what blushing is. I just saw everybody turning red. I was like, what's happening here? Is it the fire of God or something? Uh, but but this is a true story. I invited uh, 250 people and over 500 people showed up to my, to my wedding. And uh, I remember one of the, my friends asking, so what are you going to do? I said, I don't know. <laughs> and, 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 uh, and, but he said, why? It's rude. 
Now it's rude to, for people to just show up at your wedding. I'm so bummed I didn't go to Rory's wedding. I wanted, <laughs> I wanted to do it. I wanted to do it the black way. I wanted to just show up. But they got married uh, during the work day. It's weird, man. They got married on, on Wednesday. We're working on Wednesday. Anyway, uh, I said I don't know. But let me tell you why, why it happens like that. Why many people just show up. Because in the African culture, if you, um, when you're young, um, it's so rude to, let's say there's a granny coming from doing shopping and they're carrying groceries. It is so rude for a, an African man to just walk past and not, and not carry. So what the, 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 the gogos and the mkulus do, they watch you come and they're carrying their bags, maybe groceries and that. If you walk past, they're like, hey, wanna come here. I'm going to tell your father that you just walked past me and you didn't help me carry this. Because you've, you, because you've helped them carry their bags home, you're like, I'm sorry, God, you carried those things home. Then, then they raised you. So when, when 15 years later you get married, they come to your wedding. And they're like, I'm here, my son. You remember when, you, when, I, when, you, when I helped you, when you helped me carry my things? I'm like, I adopted you as my son, and I'm here. It, it's so weird because you see guys that you didn't really invite then they see you, they're not sure how to react. They're like, hey, brother, I'm also here, man. I'm here to celebrate with you. You're like, okay, I didn't, I didn't invite you, but thank you for being here. Thank you for being here anyway. It's crazy how it happens. You know, I saw some guys at my wedding, and um, they're they sitting where invited people are supposed to sit. You know, it, it's weird. They sit, they, because they know they're wrong, you know. They, 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 sit, they sit like, like this, you know. They watch everybody come walking past. They're like, uh, "Are you supposed to be here?" Or they just, or they just focus on the plate, empty plate. Like, uh, like you know, um, this is my sport. They, it's weird, but they come anyway because it takes a child to raise a village. It takes um, it takes a lot of people to. Uh, what what did I say? What did I say? Did I say it takes a child to raise a village? Correct me. <laughs> Correct me, please. All the English-speaking people, please. It takes a village to raise a child. I said that right. Put your hands together. I just said that right. Yeah. The message that I have for us today, um, I really want you to receive this word today because I struggled. I prayed and, and I, I, I checked the scriptures and I really asked God to speak. You know, this church is amazing. They have, we, you have incredible pastors and leaders that preach the word, the lovers of truth, you know. But... Um, but I, so I really had to say, God, please, can you just give me a word for today? You know, you know, all the preachers will tell you, you wait for that one strong word. And I didn't have it. <laughs> I was like, oh, God, please, you have to give me something that I, I'm going to say. And, and, and there's a lot of white people. They wait like we're waiting for that one word, brother. <laughs> and I don't have that. So, so I felt God just give me a very simple message that I would love to share with you today. And uh, I believe this word is for all of us in this room. Because um, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you in a minute why I'm saying that. So the title of my message today is, You Are Invited. You are invited. Fiona, there's something I, I love about Jesus Christ, that he invites each and every person. You know, you know God invites everybody. It doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter your background, your education. It doesn't matter what you've done. You are invited to the table of Jesus. 
You know, it's amazing that Jesus wants to sit with us and have a conversation with us. He wants us to have a relationship with him. He doesn't want us to know about him. He wants us to know him. So I'm here today. I'll, I'll read some scriptures now. But I want everybody, before you leave this building, I want you to know that you are invited by God. So you can sit comfortably on the table that Jesus has prepared for you because you are not there. Just uh, you are invited. He knows. He's expecting you to come and sit at his table. You are loved by God. I know you hear this message often and, uh, and some, uh, sometimes you're just like, ah, I've heard that you are so loved by God. You know the fact that you and I are still alive today. You have, we have clothes, we have cars, and we have all these things. It, it's, it's, it's one small part that shows that we are so loved by God. Please, please never ever take that for granted. I, I mean, before these floods, I mean, I, I slept through the night. Um, there were, I mean, uh, obviously it rained all day and it rained the night. And, and um, I remember saying, yo, this rain must, I remember, I remember joking. I said, ah, maybe we're supposed to build an ark now. <laughs> What's going on here? This rain is not stopping. I slept through the night, but when I woke up at six, the messages on my phone and phone calls and missed calls and, and um, of, of the devastation, I realized that, you know, tomorrow is actually not guaranteed. But I'm here to tell everybody, all of you, and those that are watching us online, you are invited. And the more I'm getting involved with, I mean, Colin has been, uh, he is, and he's been a great help in the communities there. Let me tell you, the more I'm getting involved with people, the more almost that voice, almost like an audible voice, not audible voice, but it's almost like an audible voice saying, just come. I'm hearing this word, come. Come, you are invited by God. That's number one. I want to tell you, I want, you to, make sh I want to make sure that you, you, you get that in your, into your heart. So the first scripture that I have is Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. You've heard this scripture before. This is Jesus saying these words. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Number one, I want you to take this with you. He's say, Jesus is saying, come. And then he's saying, all. In other words, everybody is invited. Every single person is invited into the space of Jesus. Everybody, it doesn't matter if you're young, it doesn't matter if you made mistakes, it doesn't matter if you feel outside, it doesn't matter how you, you're discouraged, it doesn't matter if you sinned or you're sinning or you're going to sin. Let me tell you something, you are invited, everybody is invited by God. Young and old, sick, sick or, or, or healed or poor or rich, everyone is invited. I like that he says, come. That's number one. And then he, say, he says this, all. In other words, all, everybody. The people watching us online. Let me tell you something. I was hijacked last year. And I don't like people that hijack me. I don't. I don't want to see them again. I know pastors are supposed to forgive them. I'm forgiving them, but Papa, I don't want to see you. I don't see you again. I, I don't like them. They almost took my life. I remember looking at this guy and saying, uh, and I remember before I prayed, because I prayed when I was hijacked, I remember I, I saw the name of Jesus saving my life. Because the guy, I said, Jesus. Jesus and then he said, shh, stop praying. Then he, then he turned and he ran, he, he walked away. He went into my car. But I remember thinking, man, I have three kids. I have two kids. I have 25 kids here in Ghanaian, but I have, this, I have my own two kids, three and six, and, and a young wife, this guy, wanting to take my life. I remember praying. I, I, I remember I saw the name of Jesus help me. But my point here is, the Matthew chapter 19, say, Matthew chapter 19, right? Matthew chapter 11, sorry, says, come, and it says, all. And then he says, I. In other words, everybody who comes to God, he will give you rest. 
I feel in my heart that most people are tired. You know, some people are tired of being parents because being a parent is, a, is a hard work. I, when I was preparing, God gave me a silly thing. He asked me, I felt my heart, God, God, in my heart, God asked me to tell Ace, a mom in this place, that you're doing an incredible job. You've raised your kids. They are 16, 17, and 18. You've never lived. You beat yourself up. You blame yourself on how your kids are turning out. You are doing an incredible job. The fact that people are not telling you doesn't mean you're not doing a good job. You are an amazing mom. Some people need to hear that. I love that the Bible says, he says, I will give you rest. In other words, if you come to God, he will give you rest. I'm, I'm, people are so, are so tired. I'm tired of, I mean, we, we had COVID and we lost lives and, and, and we still not recovered fully there and the looting happened and now the, the, this disaster happened. So people are tired. Some people are scared. They've been scared of, uh, oh, that God, please help me not get COVID. They got COVID and, and they survived that and this looting happened. God, how are we going to bounce back and this happened? People are just tired. I'm a pastor. I love Jesus and sometimes I feel very tired. I remember last Sunday, I went, to, I, was, um, I went to church. I was lifting speakers at Gibbon because uh, obviously guys were running slightly late. And I was lifting speakers to set up the sound. I remember saying it out loud. I said, God, I'm, I'm feeling tired. I love what you've called me to do, but I'm feeling tired. So if, if people that are supposed to be reading the scripture every day and preaching and loving people feeling tired, how much more the congregation? I want you to know that God understands that you're tired. He knows that you're tired. That is why he's saying in Matthew 11, come to me. I will give you rest. There is rest that, does, that doesn't come by coming to church. There is rest that doesn't come by talking to your friend. There is rest that comes only if you come to Jesus who is inviting us. He is the only one who gives us, who will give you rest. And I feel it this time. We need, everybody needs to run to God. You've ran to your friends. You've ran to your money. You've ran to your things. You've ran to your holidays. But no rest. Because the rest I'm talking about needs to start from the inside. You're tired from the inside. So come to Jesus Christ. He's inviting all of you. He's inviting even pastors, myself, leaders. He's inviting all of us. Come. He wants to give us rest. That's my number one point. I'm going to number two. I thought you were going to clap. You're not clapping. It's fine. I love Isaiah, Isaiah chapter, Isaiah chapter 55, verse 1. It says this, I don't know if it's, it's going to come up. It says, it says, come all of you who are thirsty, come to the waters and you will have, and you who have no money, come buy and eat. I love that it says again, come buy wine and milk. I love that it says, come buy wine first. <laughs> But God is so clever. He knew that some of us can't afford wine. And he said, okay, at least buy some milk. <laughs> but then I, love, I love the last part. It says, it says without money and, and, and it costs nothing. The, the, the version I read here, it says, come and buy for free. It's for free. You are invited by God. You know that those two words are so powerful. Come buy wine and milk. In other words, God, God knows that he's dealing with a, a, a whole lot of different people. He's dealing with some prideful people that are buying wine. <laughs> but also God knows that there's some, there's some kids that are, need, that are needing milk. But he's saying all of us come and buy. But then he catches us. He says it's for free. The, the reason God is, 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 is saying, is using the word buy because some of us say, ah, oh, no, we can't afford. You see, you see your God? He's wanting me to buy. Then he's like, ah, <laughs> it's for free. The reason you are invited, come. Come. That is why. I just love that it says, come, everybody come. Okay. 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm going to read now Matthew chapter 19. Matthew chapter 19 verse 14. Um, before I read Matthew 19, the, the scripture here, Jesus was walking with his disciples. You know, Jesus is a big pastor. He's, a, he's well known. He's doing these incredible things. He's raising people from the dead. He's healing the lame. He's, he's doing all these crazy things. So the disciples are walking with him. So they're having a good time. And, you, know, you know, the people that are close to pastors, you know, they, they, there's, there's a different walk for them. You're like, you know, they walk, you know. So, so they walk, they're walking with Jesus, all of them. And then while they're walking with Jesus, these kids, they are dirty, no shoes, no sandals. They've been throwing stones to the goats and they're very dirty. They come running, they smell like cows because they were looking after cows, you know. So they are not worthy to be coming close to Jesus. So they get excited. They're like, ah, this, this Messiah. They come running to him. So the disciples, the people that are close to Jesus, they make a line. They're like, hey, you can, he just raised the dead. Who are you? Where are you coming from? Who, where are your parents? You know, they say all these things and then Jesus says to them, no, 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 wait. Let them come. For the kingdom of God is, belongs to such. You know, let me, let me tell you something. I love that. I love that. Um, I love that Jesus is not only inviting people that feel like they are worthy to come to him. But he's inviting everybody, even though... Something that maybe is scary to say up here in the pulpit. Can I say it? All right. Fiona is going to fix it later. <laughs> I'm going back to Kiba after this. Because the, the disciples were close to Jesus, they thought, they looked, they used their naked eyes, their leaders. They lead us. They're walking with God. They've done some of the things that Jesus has done. So they thought, no, 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 kids, you're not worthy to come. Sometimes even us leaders, I can speak like this because I'm one of the leaders. Sometimes even us leaders can look and be like, I, I, don't, think you, you, I don't think you deserve to be here. But let me tell you something. Even if you've been disappointed by people that you think they'll say, come, Jesus is saying, come. Because we, we try to hear, we're trying hard to hear and do what God is saying. I'm going to be very honest with you. We, we pray and we wait on God and all that, but we are people. Your pastors are people too. They get sick. <laughs> they, they, they get frustrated. They run out of petrol. <laughs> I'm just saying that. So sometimes it's too much for them. And that sometimes without us knowing... We can say things that offends you, not trying to do that. But I want you to move past sometimes what, what the things that you've said and the things that you've had, your people that you, you know, you think the, the leaders say, or the boss, or someone at work, or someone you look up to. I want you to walk past that and see the man behind that is inviting you. He's saying, come. It doesn't matter if you're dirty. It doesn't matter if you're walking barefoot. It doesn't matter where you're coming from. He's just saying, come. He invited the kids. In other words, everybody is inviting. I'm feeling so, I, I feel like God is just saying, his arms are wide open like this. And he's saying, come, 
Come, all of you who are tired. Come, kids. Come. Uh, the, the, the oldest person in, the, uh, person in this room, I feel God is saying, come, I'm inviting you. You are loved by God. You are loved by God. So I, I have this table here and two chairs. One of the mistakes that we sometimes make, hey, this is a nice table. Thank you to whoever set up this. It's, it's beautiful. I, I sometimes... What we do is um, we invite people to a table that, is, that doesn't have much space. You know what I'm saying? You, we invite people to a small table. But um, I want to tell you something. That the table where Jesus is inviting you and I, it, it's so big. It has your place. Nobody can take your place. No, I, I, remember, I, I remember a long time ago, Colin, uh, one, one of the pastors was, uh, was, uh, was preaching and he says, he, he started by saying this, he says, one man that will never, ever let go of you is Jesus Christ. Then he said, he said this, straight after he just said that, he said, but I also know one man that one day he will let go of you is Jesus Christ. And then I started listening, and he said, he said, right now, as you, because you can breathe and you can, uh, you can hear what, what the pastors are saying, right now he's holding you, he's saying, come. He's inviting you, he's saying, come. But when your day comes to leave this earth and you've rejected the invitation, on that day he will have to let go of you. You will have to go where you belong. It doesn't mean he's happy letting you go. But, but you belong somewhere. Let me tell you something. I don't know. I, I, have, I, have, I have another big point. It's coming. <laughs> but I need to tell you this first. You know, uh, in, in the African culture, I'm not, sure, I'm not sure in the Western culture how you guys do it. If someone passed away in the, in the African culture on Friday night, they bring the body at home, the, the dead body at home, and they have like a, a memorial service. Sometimes it goes through the night. We call it umlindelo as, white, as, as black people. And then they have the service and everybody can get up and talk and things like that. And the family will cry and be sad because the body of, 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 uh, of, of a person who's, who's passed away is in, is in the house, is in the, is, in the, is in the family. You know what I'm saying? So, so everybody will be very, very sad. I can, I can tell you about my dad because... I was very involved in it, and it, it, was like, it was like that when he passed, you know. And then, um, and then the next day, the, the, the man will get up early in the morning to go dig the grave, or, or sometimes you, now you can just buy the grave, uh, grave site and, and you go bury there. But normally, men will get up early in the morning and go dig where the body is going to be buried, okay? And then the family will be so sad and crying because the person who's died is here. They're crying because they loved it this person, or they love the person. I was crying because I love my dad. And uh, I saw his, 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 his body lying there. I loved him and I love him. So I was crying so hard. I mean, I thought I wasn't gonna make it. Okay, but then the next day after the men have, 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 done, have dug the grave and they take the body to the grave and the family cry even more because they're taking the body to the grave. So let me tell you something, and then they lower the coffin, and they cover everything. Let me tell you something, we cry even more when they cover, because we know this is it. This is it. But, but the family do something strange. They're crying, and they're hurting, but they will allow six men to lower the coffin. Even though they love the person, 
but it doesn't belong with the living people. So they have to let him go even though they love him. I loved my dad, but I had to allow six men to carry the coffin and lower it and cover. Because though I love him, because he's dead, he doesn't belong with us. He can stay for the night while we're preparing, but that's it. Let me tell you something. God, Jesus is inviting all of us now while we are alive. But if we reject the invitation, there's going to be a time where he says, you go where you belong. I'm hurting and I'm sad. I wanted to spend eternity with you, but because you're rejecting the invitation, you have to go where you belong. So he loves you and he's inviting you now. He's saying, come, please come. And especially now that the, 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 the end is coming so near, church. You, if you, you only blind, if you think you're still going to live a very long time. I don't know the day or the hour. Nobody knows that. But the signs are telling us that the king of kings is coming back. So I'm feeling so, this voice so loud in my ear. Come to me, all of you who are tired. Stop living this way that you live. I love that God is inviting people that are doing good. The church, the preachers is inviting everybody, but he's also inviting people that feel like I don't belong here. You belong to this table. You are invited. I want you to go home knowing that you are so loved and you're invited by God. I'm closing now. I'm not, well, give me another five minutes. So we looked at, at, at the invitation saying, come, and we looked at, the, at, 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 at to those that are thirsty, God saying, come and drink from me. We looked at the Isaiah saying, uh, uh, come and buy for free. We looked at Matthew chapter 19, God is inviting kids that maybe some people were rejecting them. He's saying, come. Now I'd, I'd like us to look at this last, uh, last verse, two, two, two more. If you read 2 Samuel chapter 4, verse 4, it talks about this young boy. His name is Mephibosheth. Did I say it right, Colin? <laughs> All right. Did I, did, let, me, let me talk to people that know the Bible. <laughs> Fiona, did I say it right? <laughs> if you read 2 Samuel chapter 4, verse 4, it talks about this young boy. His name is Mephibosheth. What happened is, the Bible says when he was seven years old, he was running around. So he was complete. He was good. He was a... Perfectly fine boy. Then he was running around when he was seven. The Bible says he fell and, and then he was crippled. So he couldn't walk because he fell at seven years old. I, 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 keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. Don't forget that. Second Samuel chapter 4 verse 4 talks about this young boy. Seven years old, running around and fell and, and he got crippled. His name is Murphy Pochette. Then a lot, a lot happened. I don't know if, if it's years or what, but then if you go to Second um, Samuel, we're going to read that, chapter 9, verse 11. Can we read that, please? This is my last scripture. Second Samuel, chapter 9. Ooh, I'm going to read from this side. Then Ziba said to the king, your servant will do whatever my lord the king commands his servant to do. So Murphy Pochette ate at David's table like one of the king's son. Can we go, go? Did I give you just that? Okay. If you, okay. Okay, I'll give you, I'll give you his, uh, a little bit of a background there. It says, um, it says, Mephibosheth was invited by David, the king, to the table. Now, I just told you, I, I don't have time to just give you the, the whole history. Come to Bible college. <laughs> You'll have the, the whole history. But if you read uh, 2 Samuel chapter 4, it talks about him uh, being a young boy. 
playing or running or doing whatever and fell and got crippled. And then on, on, on 2 Samuel chapter 9, it talks about David the king inviting him to the table. But I like this. And it says, when Mephibosheth, if you read, if you go down there, it says when he was sitting with David and his sons, it says he looked just like David's sons. So what I want to say to you first, let's go back to, to chapter 4 verse 4. Young and, crippled and, 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 and getting injured. So when I was reading here, I felt in my heart God saying, you were young and you got crippled. But it's not over. It's not over. You, you did what you, maybe you were running around or you made some mistakes and, and the only mistakes that you did, they got you crippled. I don't know what you did that made you feel like, now I don't deserve to be with God. But then it's so comforting to know that when you read chapter 9, it says David invited this young man. And then it says when they were all sitting like on the table, one, it says he looked just like David's son, David's sons. I love that when God invites us to his table, you don't look like what you've done. You don't look like your mistake. You don't look like, you don't look crippled. It, it, even when you study now, when you study this, this um, this portion of scripture, they, they had coverings that cover the tables. So similar to these, but maybe, maybe even better. Open skies close by better. <laughs> but, uh, but, but nice coverings. So these coverings, if you, if you were crippled and you're sitting around the table, these covers will cover your, uh, what's the right word? Your, um, help me with the English word. It will cover your waist down, but I'm looking for a word. <laughs> like, yeah, like you're crippled, right? So it will cover, it will cover that. It will cover your, um, your... It will cover your disability. Give a big round of applause. <laughs> no, see, I knew that word, but it just wouldn't... So it will cover your disabilities. I love that when we come to Jesus' table, he covers our shame. He covers our pain. He invites us. And, and it doesn't only cover our pain and our shame and all that we did. We look just like his sons. So your mistake is, cannot stop you from coming to God. Long time ago, I have, I have a minute. A long time ago, we started, uh, Vaughn started a ministry in Deben, uh, the prostitution ministry. So we'll go there uh, to love the ladies. Um, if I say prostitution and love the ladies, it doesn't mean we did anything dirty. <laughs> we bought flowers to them and we encouraged them to, we tried to help them uh, uh, get a better or, or, or stop what they were doing. And um, I remember some of them, it was hard to get them uh, to stop what they were doing, but I remember some of them that did manage to come out of their prostitution life. They just looked so beautiful. You, you wouldn't tell that they'd gone through so much in their lives. I love that God, when Jesus is inviting us to his, if we accept the invitation and we come, we look just like his sons and like his daughters. I know you've heard this many, many times, but I need to tell you one more time. You are invited with your mistakes, with your faults, with your sins, with even the sin that you know it's on your phone right now. The sins that you are going to be doing after church, <laughs> you are still invited by God. He wants you to come. I love this in closing. I love that when we come to him, we don't stay the same. 
He invites us just the way we are. But as soon as we come into his presence, into his table, we start to look like his sons. He transforms us. You are loved. You are needed. You are doing really, really well. But you need to come to God. So many of you are tired. Can we all stand? I'm going to invite Colin to come up and pray and pray for with, with, with all of us now. But um, I feel like this message is not a message of... Uh, of a person next to you. I feel like it's not a, a message of a, a weak person or a strong. It's a message of everybody. I feel you need, somebody needed to be reminded that you are loved and are invited. We may judge you, we may say things, but the one who's inviting you is not judging you. I remember a story of a prodigal son. He took what belonged to him and he left. When things got bad there, he came home. I love that his father didn't ask him, what happened to you? Why did you leave? He opened his arms and he embraced him and kissed him. That's how Jesus do to every person that is walked away from him. Maybe you haven't physically walked away from him, but your heart is walking away from him because of what's happening around us. We're living in a fallen world, but I'm here to say today, you are invited, you are loved, and your father is ready to welcome you, embrace you, comfort you, talk to you, tell you it's going to be okay. You can face tomorrow with him, but without him, we are defeated head already. Let me just do this because I'm feeling it in my heart if Colin will allow me before he comes up to preach. If you are tired, you love God and you're tired. You're saying, God I need you to strengthen me today. So much is happening around me and I'm tired. I'm tired. I, I, don't, I, I don't even know who I am. God, Jesus Christ will introduce you to yourself because when he doesn't only take our pain away, he makes us look like him like his sons. So let me, tell, let me just ask, if you are tired, put your pride away now. I feel God wants to help you, especially because of what we are going through. I want you to stand up, or we're already standing. I want you to just come forward. It's a step of faith. I want you to just walk forward and say, I'm tired, God, but I'm giving my life back. I'm giving my heart back to you. I'm giving my body back to you. I'm giving my mind to you. I want you to be just walk forward and make a line here so that we can pray. I can, myself and Colin can pray with you because I know a lot of people are tired. So come, please. There's an invitation from God who loves you so, so very much.